Our guest today is Aubrey Nichols. Had a great talk with Aubrey, just talking about how we can't truly help others without first finding really the self-love that we need within ourselves. Aubrey is a black belt in truth-telling, which uh, she sure does. Hails from Texas, but her feminine feminist finds comfort in the sunshine, green juice, and hellacious traffic of Los Angeles. Um, better her than me. She writes for the One Week Observer and Elite Daily, and her resonant voice is in the movement of self-love, which she really believes is the ultimate love story, and we dive into that today. She pioneered a mobile date, dating app, and her spirit animal, as she says, is the black swan, and she believes that love can change the world. We really dive in here today. This is something that can really help us all move forward and be the best versions of ourselves. Here we go. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on with us. How are you? Oh, great. Um, I, I'd like to say I'm magnificent. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Good. Well, thank you. And uh, just, I love reading about that you, you have a, um, I'll call it diverse, but, you, but you're, you're engaged in so many different things and, and you, you love writing and you get engaged with writing. What do you feel really um, sets apart a writer who, 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 finds engagement with an audience compared to a writer that um, is just trying to find their wording. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I would say, at least for me, when I most, when I feel like speaking or writing um, from my heart, like my, my heart is totally talking to my hands and actually no one knows what's going on is when I'm like really following that first thought. So the first thought that like, your mom's gonna hate this. And, and then, cause the second thought is the critic. But I really, at this point, um, I guess right now, sort of post COVID or just dedicating myself to that first thought. Because for me, all of us need, I want to be in the world as a non-watered down version of myself. So all my crazy ideas at a level 10, you know, I no diet or light Aubrey. And that is what makes a really good writer is when they're saying what they really, really feel, telling the stories that only they can tell and from a place that like may offend, you know, may offend, but hopefully it'll make you feel something. And that's the point. Yeah, and, and so, you know, in, in your bio, of course, of Black Belt and truth-telling, what is it that, that so many people just can't actually say what's on their mind and have to sugarcoat it? Why, why is that the thing that everybody leans to? They just can't get out the words that they want to say. Um, well, I don't know why people can't say it. I mean, probably because they want to keep their friends. I mean, frankly, I just don't have many friends. Um, <laughs> no, I've always been a little bit of a loner. I have my family, and I've, like, a few core girlfriends, but I think it's just afraid of what people will think. Really, for me, I've like been there and done that 12 times over. I've snorted it. I've, you know, I've like, mm -hmm. dr I drank it. I've done all the things. So nothing 
really shocks me or scares me. And I'm, yeah, I mean, my darkness is it, does, is it, I'm not frightened of my darkness, in fact, or struggle. I'm actually very intimate with it. Yeah, it, it's almost that so many people find, um, they can't find happiness because, you know, even when you're meeting your significant other, you're like, or, or someone who's close to you, you just, you're just not honest with them, right? You're trying to play something that you hope that maybe is what they're looking for, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you're trying to like be this version that you think they may want, but it's ultimately always going to be you, right? So if you, if you get into like a long-term relationship with, with the person, like you're, it's going to be that person eventually, right? So you're not going to make it. And, yeah. and it's like the vice versa too. Like sometimes I see, you know, and I failed in relationships where, it's like, I'm with the person, I'm with the person for being that person, but I'm trying to, I know they're that person, but I'm trying to potentially change them when they're not um, ready for change or it's not what they want, right? And, and you're like, you're trying mm-hmm. to force someone into this, into this, I don't know, this, this, this box, but they're not going to be that box, but you weren't with them in the beginning for that. And it's, it becomes, um, it's almost like partnerships too, like in anything in business, like we, uh, we try and set a narrative for someone um, but that can come that lots of times at the beginning, we, we're just not open about what we're looking for. So you, um, yes, yeah, that's very true. And I think part of that challenge and especially in a world that is really, really busy. And right now that one is really people are wading through a lot of trauma is that they aren't in touch with their truth to begin with. They aren't able to be silent and in the stillness with themselves, um, which is where the truth is. And because sometimes it's scary and it's ugly and it's really messy and, um, and I, it's uncomfortable. But at least for me, once I, I, I feel like once I know the truth, I'm like, oh, darn, great. This means it's got me. I got to act, act on it, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in a relationship and I figure out he's not the one, I'm like, oh gosh, but it'd be so nice to like quarantine with someone. No, you know, <laughs> I, you, you know, you gotta like sort of cut your losses, move on. I feel for people that have quarantined in a relationship that they potentially weren't sold on, or maybe at a rough spot, you, you definitely have had to figure it out, right? Because <laughs> you've been oh inside with someone for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. but you know, and transitioning into the self-love movement that's very powerful within your wording. What are the steps that so many miss that I think we, we look for the love to be within us from outside instead of just forgetting that we're always with ourselves, right? And so we have, mm-hmm. to, we have to start with us. What are some of the, the talk tracks or some of the, some of the levels of, of self-love that most people forget about and really just and leave out of themselves? First and foremost, the relationship that we have with ourselves is foundational for everything else in our lives. It sets the tone for the people I keep around me, the energy, the time that I wake up, the food I put in my mouth, you know, the, the music or TV that I consume. If I'm feeling like crap about myself, I'm going to magnetize and sort of hang out with things, people, places that give me that same sort of vibration. Right. And I've just found that felt like I was, wasn't enough. I married a man who also thought that he wasn't enough unless, you know, I thought I wasn't enough unless I was like skinny, perfect, 
you know, um, all of these things. He thought he wasn't enough unless he was like making all this money. We were not a match made in heaven. We were a match made in hell. It was just like, we're, we were emotional equals. But the point is, is that the relationship that what I have with myself has really, as I've grown and evolved and learned to accept myself, to really like myself, um, to meet myself in the stillness and just be comfortable with the range and spectrum of thoughts and emotions that I have, then I can begin to like cultivate and like nurture that relationship, just like you would a relationship with another human being or like you would a young child um, or a plant, you know? I mean, it's really been, it's not an overnight thing for anyone who's listening. It is a game changer. It's a totally believing that I, in myself and becoming my own best friend has um, transformed literally everything in my life. You know, and. I've heard studies, I haven't seen them or done it myself, but I've seen studies where like you take a two glass of water and one you really talk bad to it and the other one you, you talk and you give it all really nice conversation, right? And and the one that's bad starts turning dark in color, starts and starts transforming and mm. then the one that's bad stays pristine, right? It's the same thing with ourselves, right? We're putting that wrong energy in ourselves, and then it does attract that kind of like-minded person around because um, um, misery loves company is a, is a saying that they- Yes. They, Put out there for the same reason because people love that narrative so i want to be around someone else who's also complaining and then when you're ready to change that person might not be there with you but you have to start with yourself right and and so many times we we try and change others um without really realizing that it's us who needs to to find the change in us and what are some things you do in your day when you when you realize you're not completely on for where you want to be what, are, what is there anything anything that you set into a routine or some habits you instill that that allow you to to break the mold or break the pattern that you're in that right that moment yeah um on a good day and um I, like i set the tone with like i wake up and i listen to like some really good music so, like some beyonce some happy music some like just to set the tone. Actually, before that, a new practice that I have is start to um, express gratitude for parts of my body. I, I, because it brings me right into the now. So like when I wake up instantly, I'm like jumping to the work I have to do, to the person I don't want to talk to, to all these things that aren't actually happening. So what I need to do is like get right in the present. So, oh, I'm so grateful for my chest. My chest that like um, holds my heart big open heart. I am so grateful for my legs that allow me to like run, you know, miles and do Pilates and really sort of bring myself into the here and the now. And that has been a big help in like helping myself wake up in a good mood because I don't jump to what's not happening yet. And in, but I, I am just in the here and now. Then we're doing music. All right. And then from there, it's just like, get up, just one of the most favorite things it's like basically of all my life, which is like having coffee in the morning. <laughs> I love it so much. I drink a glass of water, sometimes with lemon, sometimes without. Try to do 10 push-ups to try to get the blood pumping while I'm waiting for, oh, coffee. <laughs> What's your go-to um, coffee? I love Pete's. I love Pete's. I love dark roast. Um, what about you? Are you a Dunkin' person? Because you're East Coast. No, not at all. Uh, You're like, nah. I like, we used to work very late nights and um, 
many years ago, we always would have Bustelo, which we'd get in the city, and then uh, oh yeah, also bulletproof. Uh, so we we usually have a mix of those two um, on rotation here. So that that's yeah. definitely our go-to's. But yeah, you're well, uh, with three you're three children, I mean, you need it. Yeah. Yes. And, but the, with having the three kids at home, like even that first part, like it does start with like the here and now, right? You have to get up because there's so much, like if you, you can have your phone and literally just like go to sleep with your phone, boom, 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 sleep for whatever time you sleep, get up and just get right at it with boom, 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 boom. And I equate it to like, if you were trying to, you know, catch a train instead of just going to the train station, you try and jump on the train right in the middle of, of the train track as it's flying by. And that, that's how most start their day right because they don't give themselves a moment to just say okay let me let me just take a moment for myself let, let everything just come down to need so i can take everything else on and instead they you, you just start in chaos right and so of course the day mm-hmm. was chaotic because you can't you can't ever catch up right you can't ever catch up and so yeah i love that and just having a moment where you can just say okay this is my moment um, nothing else matters this moment except me connecting with me you know that's amazing um yeah, and I also found that the gratitude practice really helps for falling asleep. Like from there, you know, I break out my journal, which is like old school, old, competi- you know, composition notebook. I have millions of them. And I just sort of like do Julia Cameron's morning pages, three, three pages, you know, whatever's coming out of my brain, you know, and a good day is sort of like set some intentions. Like I am so happy and grateful that I'm like optimistic today. I'm resourceful. I'm creative. Usually I set my calendar like at the beginning of the week. So I don't really have to figure what's out what's happening. Um, from there, I either do breath work or I work out, do some sort of practice that really like puts me in my body. Um, if I'm working on an essay, um, and I feel compelled to like wake up and immediately start working on it, then writing always wins. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if writing wins over Pilates, then it's a good day because Pilates is like, Pilates is easy. You know, I've mastered it or, you know, working out is easy. I mean, at least for this like exercise sort of like gym rat, but like writing is the harder part because it's stillness, it's truth. It's, I believe, where my, like, abundance of power and and wealth lies. So I just, you know, but I have a time carved out later in the day that I I sit down and write no matter what. And uh, Uh, and so just you get down right, even if it's just anything coming out, it's just every day. That's the routine. It's the routine. Um, Whether it always happens is um, still, it's not always happening, but I've had to re- always used to happen, but I've had to recommit myself to this routine and get really clear about like how my brain and body works, when is my prime time, and then versus people, versus me thinking I'm gonna write all day long. Well, I'm not gonna do that. That's not sustainable. Um, And that's not how my like creative flow works. Usually between like, four and six is really good for me. I'm a lot better at like doing things in the morning because I'm like energetic. Yeah. I would say around four o'clock, my, my critic is a little tired. So it's easier to just like take a rest, take a rest and just your, let your my critic's food. a little tired. You mean in terms of you, you not being active. And so you're, you're able to sit down and, and 
be at peace with writing? Is that what you're talking about? Um, I would say like my inner critic, my inner critic is just exhausted. It doesn't have any willpower. It's been used up from help, you know, yelling at me all day long, you know? And so it seems to be a really good time. Also, I will have another, like some cat, I will have a little coffee then and I've eaten. So it's like, it's perfect. It's like the perfect time. And I've usually I've worked out. And so it's just a really good time for me to get, get some good writing done. Is your, is your focus when you sit down to write to always be writing into a direction or just, just the habit of writing to, to let your, let your mind and your body know that this is what you do? Yeah. It's more of like, it's, it's more of habit formation in this point. And I think, you know, Stephen, Stephen Pressfield, he is the artist of the art of war the war of art. And he talks about resistance and resistance is like anything that will get in the way of like you, I don't know, fulfilling your purpose, wanting to lose a few pounds, wanting to be your best self, anything that gets in the way of that, that voice, that procrastination, that extra project that you have to do, actually that's resistance. So what he says is to create a practice is, is when you really get serious of turning pro. And what pros do is they sit down at the same time every day and they don't give in to that resistance because they know that once they do that enough then the muse will come the inspiration will come sometimes it won't but i mean writing like sports like you know anything where you want to get really good at it takes practice and it takes yeah, it, discipline it takes discipline and that's exactly right and so many people that i mean they will you will find like that thing that you don't need to do when you know you need to yes. do something like writing you will oh maybe i'll clean the closet today that that's been there in the same closet for six years but you're gonna do that today <laughs> and then the next day we'll be like let me um let me organize the books and like just uh, you know you're supposed to be writing and for for whatever reason you're gonna find that thing that to just keep you from it right and so and then and it might be sometimes that we put in a place, well, well, I need to sit down and write for the whole day, right? But we put on this unrealistic expectation, like we're going to yes. be magically creative, like writing an entire like 10 hours in a day, and then it's going to be magic, right? And so instead of having this thing that we actually just say, okay, let me just sit down for two hours and two hours, I'm going to get stuff down, but I'm going to create a, I'm going to, I'm going to push against the resistance a little bit, right? I'm not going to try and create a barrier here where I'm going to knock out a, you know, a book in, in a weekend, right? I'm going to say, okay, this is what I do. And then, I mean, that, that's where the success comes from. Because you do that a, a month, you know, three months, six months, and you turn around, you go, what just happened? You know, you got so much down and you've created so much momentum, right? Instead of just mm -hmm. saying that, yeah, I'm going to do this magical thing. And like, it's like almost everybody tries to stuff it all like they're cramming for a test. Like, let me just try and get all this done the night before, right? And then it yeah. never happens. So that's, that's magical. You know, Tell I think that the that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, what you're spot on. I think it's like chunking out giving your small, small amounts of time and really lower your expectations. And I also like to say, dare to be average, you know, mm -hmm. which is probably not like, but I'm a perfectionist. So, and, but it's, that's fear, right? I'm fear, yeah. I'm fearful to put something out in, that's in the world that's not perfect, people won't like, that's not all the way done. And that um, procrastination is a way, it's just a code word for perfectionism. So mm -hmm. I tell to myself, just dare to be average, get it out there, give it a yeah. chance to breathe. Yeah, exactly. And, and the feedback is everything, right? So you get that and push mm -hmm. forward. 
your average is, is amazing that other people, because again, like the inner critic, I like that, right? Because we're always critiquing ourselves throughout the day. And at some point you just have to say enough already. I just need to get, <laughs> it, right? so, yes. you know, I better, I better keep doing this thing. Cause if I don't, you know, like there's something behind me that's going to happen. Right. But you have to continue to move, just continue to move the needle, move the ball and just say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this out there. And the, the perfection, I mean, you hear it a lot, right? It, it stops us because we, we want it to be perfect, you know? And um, from a like real estate perspective, I'll see people that they want to learn everything, right? But, but you really, and so they won't get started until they learn everything, but they never get started because you, you can never learn everything. But it's like that thing, like, I just, I don't know enough. I'm not perfect at what I need to do yet. Well, yeah. you, you get active and you like, the, the people who are successful blow your mind because the, all they did was just take action. They didn't know a thing. Right. And you know, they just, they just said, I'm going to figure it out. And, and each time something comes up, I'm going to ask someone around me how to do it or figure it out myself and just continue to move and move and move. And then it's now this massive thing, you know, it's built up mm. this snowball, grown and grown and grown. And you look back and say, well, what just happened? Well, I just started doing right. And, and then the next day I did a little bit more and the next day I did a little bit more and you, and you turn around and you're like, wow, <laughs> where'd it go? You know, where, where'd all that go? And, and your, your mind's not ready. Right. So the next time something hard comes up, it's not really, it's not hard anymore, but to that point to, to what that last part was, you can now accomplish more. Right. And so like your mm -hmm. resistance here to this one thing, which seemed hard at the moment, now you're 10 steps ahead. So now you're dealing with bigger problems that you can provide bigger solutions for. And then and mm -hmm. constantly kind of evolve. So um, talk to us about the book. Uh, you said you're working on a book. I'd love to hear uh, what you're working on. Yeah. So um, I've been working on a book, which has been a, oh, I don't know if I, I feel like I should just get a t-shirt made. Like I'm working on a book versus like, I'm working on getting a book published. It's just such a, my life's work. It feels like it's titled enough how I stopped searching, starving and striving and became the woman of my dreams. And it's really based on my experience, um, of a lifetime filling my insides with the outsides, seeking, um, the external, um, for affirmation and approval of who I was, um, looking for answers that were within me all along. And the, the last straw was really walking down the aisle to a man who I thought he could love me for me. I can hand over my emptiness to him and I would finally be enough. Um, and then three years into the marriage, I had, you know, homes, rings, cars, all the things, you know, and um, big loft in Soho. And it was the most miserable version of myself, shrouded in hate and self-loathing and couldn't even look at myself in the mirror, like moving my body, like embodied affirmations through journaling, through being surrounded um, by a really, a community of women who really urged me to shine. I actually tasted love for the first time. And, um, I realized like, that's not love. This marriage isn't love. So I left the marriage that was suffocating my spirit, but I really reinvented myself from the inside out. Started at 40 years old. Um, and I left that marriage and, um, you know, that was like five years ago. And since then I've been on a journey of self-love, not only giving it to myself, but sharing my journey um, with others, with other women who have ever, felt like they're not enough or like they were too much or they played small 
because I, 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 yeah, it's the courage to yeah. do that because so much, so much we get, we get baked into an identity that, that really isn't, isn't happy, but it's the identity that we have. And you can find that in relationships. You can find that in a job. You can find it in anything. Yes. That's like, you know, what happens with like sports stars or people who are like Olympic athletes, right? That like their identity is that when they, when they get to that pinnacle moment and that's it, like there's like, they're 20 years old and they're like, that's it. And then they have years of, of suffering, but it happens so many times where we, we just, we, we get stuck in that narrative. And so it's courage for you to, to take that move and, and just say, okay, I've had enough. And you, you, you find a community, right? And that's also a part that that's huge. It's just surrounding yeah. yourself. We're just going to say, I'll, I'll, if you don't have the power yet, okay, I'll, I'll, sh I'll give you power. You know, I'll help you with the power and then you can mm -hmm. find your power, but where our power is here for you, right? And mm -hmm. allow you to move. And that, that's incredible. And so, had you said publishing the book, are you, how are you, are you self-publishing or what, what is No, that? I'm looking for an agent. Agents really aren't reading. However, I just got a rejection from an agent today, which is amazing because I'm in the game. I'm in the yeah. game. I love rejections. I love it. Um, bring them on because that means I'm out there giving it a go. Um, but I have actually shifted my attention to writing really powerful essays right now because that also can get agent attention. So I'll get back on it. It's just you know, in light of COVID, I have to, writing doesn't help me bring in the majority of my income. So I have to sort of pivot and, and figure out how, just shore up how I'm going to have a steady, steady stream of income. Yeah, there's also so much to write about what's happening in the here and now and like my experience of um, just developing a new level of love, which is actually more compassionate and unconditional in COVID, in quarantine, um, and yeah, if your message has ever been needed, it's now, right? Because people yeah. are literally with themselves, and like so, and so much of it's usually lost because people can find a way to be busy. Like, okay, I'm just gonna go be busy doing something, but now they've been home, they've been in this point, and your message can really be useful to so many people out there who are listening, just saying like, yeah, I'm stuck with me. I better, I better figure it out, right? I better figure it out. Yeah not leaving me like me's coming with me and I, I i can't be busy forever with my mind so yeah i love that and when, when you say um blogging a lot and um and putting out um when you do that um there's there's just an audience that can really just grow with you and, and you know a lot that you can really build with so do you do you use that to to really reach your audience or is it like to talk to us a little bit more because i'm not really familiar with um with the blogging community yeah so i be i have a, a big presence um or you know I, my platform is on instagram it's aubrey a-u-b-r-e-e -E dot nichols n-i-c-h-o-l-s and you know i just sort of like post as the spirit moves me i try to post once a day um and it's just really on like self-love with all the realness and like all the ugly in between and you know there's well i mean there's also beauty you know it's but that's that's and i, I usually post a picture and then i'll do longer like uh, text mm -hmm. but i try to really do i find i'm most effective and most authentic when I am following what is alive in me. So what that means in terms of process and getting things done and getting my, my book proposal published or it, essays published, it means 
that if like I'm not really fired up about my my proposal, like it, it feels like it's weighing me down, then why don't I like write about how I hated myself during quarantine because I didn't couldn't get my roots done. <laughs> and how but awful can sense the realness right because like because like you can see when someone's phoned anything in right like you may think yes. like, oh, maybe i'm just gonna put something out there i'm just, i just got to do it but you people can sense that right and and that's oh what yes keeps people on the sidelines a lot is because they you know they they're worried about what people say but so when they do put something out there they're trying to like not like not put what's really there and not talk about it but when you put something out there and you can be people get it because they're all everybody's going through some capacity of it in some different form yes yeah and then you know and and for me when you have a following when you're you have a self-love platform and that's your message most of your people are heart-centered people seekers people are who are looking for more than what's on the outside so they especially call bs when or rather don't respond to something that is sort of phoned in. Um, It's the good and bad because it really takes energy and and feeling to post or to write versus, um, you know, just sort of putting a pretty picture up there and like tagging a couple brands. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, and that uh, that story ha- has worked and worked for some people but it only goes there's only so much runway to it right people that's people right want realness and um it, it's part of the reason why reality tv takes off so much because it's 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 usually a train wreck but it's reality and people want to watch the, that's a good watch point. reality but it's the same thing with with us being real in the other way right so if you can show people that you can be true yourself and you can find self-love and you can grow. And even when things are hard, you're still, you're, you're not going to just put out the good. You're going to walk, you're going to talk through the, the difficult too, that, that leads you to the good and in a message, just it, it, it will continue to help. So, you know, um, I super appreciate you coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun. I know um, I've gotten a lot. I know the listeners have gotten a lot from this. So I super oh, appreciate it. Oh, it's your my time. pleasure. Thank you for letting me share. And I, like, if, if you go to my Instagram and you heard me on the show, DM me. Let's connect. Good. Seriously. So Aubrey.Nichols uh, on Instagram, best place to find you. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, there's, there's lots of ways to get all the other stuff. So I hope to see you there. And thanks for having me. Thank you, Aubrey. This has been awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome show. Huge thank yous to Aubrey Nichols. We'll talk to you shortly. Bye now. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging. Bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions. And we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.